What's going on, El Paso? You're listening to the Cold Zone podcast with your hosts, Ed Stansbury and Jason Flores. We're talking about all the top players, teams, and the coaches in the Sun City. You think you know, but you have no idea. Don't miss out on the behind the scenes talk of who's dominating on Friday Night Lights. Download the Cold Zone podcast on your favorite podcast application. Gia! Come on! District champions the in champions the house, man. In, dog. Jay, uh, we just finished uh, week 10 here in the Sun City, here in El Paso, Texas, man. This is episode 19 of the Coda Zone. Dog, we took a break, man. We had Hell the whole, yeah. We had that Thanksgiving. It feels like we ain't, we ain't <laughs> been in the studio in a minute, man. Hell no, but I feel, dog, it feels good to get back in, though. Dog, there's so much to talk about. There is so much that has happened in the last two, three weeks, right? We had our last game mm-hmm. today. We're recording this episode on Saturday, uh, December 5th, and we had our last district games tonight or today because mm-hmm. there was a bunch of games going on, right? And yeah, the weird 2020, 2020 season got games on Saturday. Shit, we had Wednesday, games on Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And we're here. We but we're done. We yeah, completed. For show. For show, we completed a season. And looking back, Jay, right? You know what I'm saying it's time to do it, dog. Oh. It's time to do it. Oh, okay. I it's like time that. to do it, dog. It's time oh, to do it. You really taking it back? <laughs> you really taking it back? Let's uh, take a little dog, bit of look back. That was dog. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I said I wish I was a kid again. When I was just a little nigga. Dog, but hey, yo, Jay, looking back at this 2020 season, right? Yeah. When we started the Colder Zone, when we started the podcast, like it was like the beginning of the summer, right? We didn't really know what we were going to expect for this football season, right? We knew it wasn't going to be anything close to normal. Dog, we we really thought there was going to be no football season. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I had dibs. I had, I called that we didn't, we weren't going to make it past week three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I had week 10. And we're here. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. We're here at week 10. We made it. Yeah. We made it. Yeah. Is it the season we wanted? Mm-mm. Is it what the kids deserved? 
No, they didn't deserve that, but not anything close. Right. But we had a season, right? Yeah. And a lot of teams used it to their advantage. A lot of teams got hurt. Mm-hmm. A lot of players were hurt because of what we had to deal with. The postponements with the cancellations, right? Yeah. There isn't any teams, there isn't any players that I could say were able to build momentum from week one to week 10, right? Right. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is. But you know what? It showed a lot from the coaches and the school for the teams that actually looked out for each other and that were able to play more than one, two, there, three there were, games. There were teams, there were coaches, there were staffs, there were players that were dialed in. Like, mm-hmm. look, this is this is what we need to expect throughout the season. And there were some teams that were ready every week. And it wasn't consecutive weeks, right? It may be week one, week two, and they're off three, four, and five, and come back week six. But some of these teams, there's a handful of them that when they showed up on Friday night, on Wednesday night, on Monday night, yeah. on Saturday afternoon, they they came prepared. Yeah, for and sure. And they brought the damn thing and did the damn thing. Yeah, for sure. There's no way to prepare for something like this. No. Like, this was the shock of all shockers yeah. right here, dog. Yeah, you shooting from the hip right. all season long But on what this. we want to do is give kudos to the teams, the coaches, and the administrators that were consistent that said, hey, whether we play Monday at 12 at noon or whether we play Sunday at 7 in the morning, whatever it is. Whatever the circumstances. You need to be ready. Coach, players, everybody, you need to be ready. Dog, so week 10, right? Last night we were out at Del Valle Stadium. Mm-hmm. That was a district championship uh, on the line. El Dorado coming in to, to Conquistador Stadium. We were out there. You and Joseph Vasquez did your show, 915 Showcase Live. Me and Colin Deaver, we were out there doing nine overtime. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, a couple of games, a couple of championships on the line last night, right? Yeah. But it was just like, honestly, I can't believe that we made it to last night. Yeah. Hey, it's just like I said, that shout out to all the administrators and to all the ADs that put the time in, took those important meetings, you know, hey, four o'clock on a Wednesday meeting. Let's do it. Let's see what we could do. Now, there were some districts in the middle of the year that said, we can't. We can't do it. The city's shutting down. We need to shut down, too. But shout out to the ones that came back and, you know, hey, those districts said, all right, we're good. Let's roll. Yeah. Let's see what we could do. But because they put so much um, time in, you know, like into trying to get some of these games going, man. So, yeah. So you remember we were out at Burgess High School, Burgess uh, taking on Montwood in week one. Right. Mm -hmm. And even back then, it was like Burgess allowed two parents to come into the game. So there were some some people in the stands, Jay, but last night at at Del Valle and and most of the the majority of the season, right? Yeah. There was nobody there. It was me, you, Colin and Joseph mm-hmm. uh, sitting in the stands uh watching this game man. and it was it was a privilege to be there, right? To cover to cover these players, to cover these teams, but this is such a unique experience for these players and for these teams man it was it was like being out at a scrimmage yeah right the atmosphere at least let me tell you this though the thing about del Valle that was just like heartwarming to me dog was 
out on that dirt roadside where all those families that, that, that parked. Back, that back road. That back road. Yeah. Dog, shout out to all the families that went out to support your your child out there. You know I what? Just, I just got chills. Dog, I just got chills thinking when, about that. When they won, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but when they won and they went and like did their chant with the family, like and they were shooting the confetti up in the air. Dog, that was that was real. That, that was like whether you won or lost, we're gonna do this. They were there for them. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, that was real. Like, no, I'm not gonna sit at my house and mm-hmm. watch this on a live stream. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be on that berm, on that hill, and watching whatever Freezing I my can. Ass off, honking the horns, yeah. dog. Like they were. They, <laughs> that was real. They man. were in tune. Hey, and if they I'm were not involved. mistaken, too, D, is that Del Valle? I think they gave him some food too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they supplied him with some they grubs. Doing, so shout yeah. out to Del Valle. Yo, no, they've sh- always been known to have the best halftime food too. Oh no, yeah, no doubt about so it. Shout dog. out to Del Valle. I was definitely uh, missing that out there. Let me shout out to Chris Lopez, man. Uh, he was the announcer for for Del Valle, longtime announcer for yeah. Del Valle. But it was it was definitely uh, a, a privilege to to be there at Conquistador Stadium and, sure. to, and to witness that in person. But man. we'll get but, into that in a little bit, though. Yeah, but like looking back at the last couple of weeks, Jay, because mm-hmm. we haven't had the podcast in a couple of weeks. There's been a lot transpiring here in the Sun City, here in El Paso, man. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so if you go all the way back, the main thing to me that really hits me, and we just talked about it right now, was that there were no fans in the stands, and that was key, man. That was key for the families. That was key for the players. That was key for Texas football integrity in general. Hey, the players went out, and they balled. We got the 10 weeks over with. But at the beginning of the season, when Andrews took on Franklin, remember week mm-hmm. one, yeah. we, we all picked Franklin, right? Yeah, we yeah. all thought Six Franklin a, was going to be... Going to take down the 5A yeah, school, Andrews. There was no way. Plus the way Andrews finished out last year, yeah. losing to Irvin. So we all were like, Franklin, Franklin, Franklin. And what did Andrews do? They said, nah, Jack, hold the fuck up. Yeah, came out with a dub. Yeah, so yeah. that right there kind of set the tone a little bit. And then remember, the five-star recruit, Tavares Jones, yeah, the biggest you know, recruit in El Paso history. Mm, yeah. Well. Give it to him. Well. Yeah, give it to him, man. Tavoris Jones, Ross I mean, Middle School. I know it, uh, dude. Coming but. in, falling out in his sophomore campaign, starting off his junior campaign. I feel, I feel for Burgess, man, because they just couldn't get any momentum going. Yeah throughout this season and then when, when they got into district didn't nobody wanted to play them <laughs> yeah they they leaned on that covid and the protocols going on and so burgess is left probably like jay without covid burgess was the best team in that district yeah for sure dog if if you know if there was no covid i think for sure burgess would have probably finished yeah, out because there was a lot of stuff and, and and both of us saw it on on social media burgess uh couldn't play andrus andrus opted not to play it they wanted to keep their players safe for whatever reason right i don't think right. there was any any covid positive kids on the team at that point but they opted not to play andrus right, right? and and then on the flip side of that, our Irvin Rockets opted not to play Andrus on that Saturday matchup. So it was like, given the circumstances with COVID, it gave teams an advantage and it gave teams a disadvantage. And Burgess and coach uh, Neil Rutledge certainly got the disadvantage. They should have been number one. If we had a normal season, they would have been the number one, the top dog uh, in this district. But with with the way the season played out, they're going to share a title with who? 
with Irvin and Andrews. So the Rockets. <laughs> so you telling me the Rockets go put up a, a co district championship on the side yeah. of Tony Shaw Field and Irvin Memorial Stadium? Hey, they're getting a gold ball, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A gold ball is a gold ball. Yeah. So I but mean, it is what it is, man. You, you could be mad at it, you know, if you're if you're on the Burgess side, and if you're from the Irvin side, yo, look, they 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 put a dub another, is a dub. They, they put that gold ball right next to ours, right, Jay? It damn right. It yeah. might have a little something on it, but yeah. anyway. So and then. And then <laughs> And then you look at the rest of 6AJ, right? Like Eastlake, Americas, yeah. Americas. Are you kidding me? Number one ranked Americas like two weeks ago. They were still in number one. With Aaron Dumas, with Dylan Kemp, with Christian Martinez. Dog, they had a squad. With Patrick Melton, dog. They had a squad. Like they were the clear cut, at least for us recording the first initial episodes of the Colder Zone. They were our six. Well, they were at least my okay. six A champs. You had Franklin. Okay. If I'm I can remember, so glad right? you brought this up, boy. <laughs> you let me had tell you something. Franklin rolling. So let me tell you something. So we saw we saw Americans play a few times, dog. Yeah. And Chisholm, hey, shout out to the young man. Athlete, like there's no tomorrow. Right. Dog. So if we go back to episode one. Okay. You said Psh, my son can hand the ball off to Aaron Dumas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hell. Well, we're going to do this what again. What else you want? What else you want? We're going to do this again. He can run his ass off, though. But hey, my he, statement, straight hey, my statement in episode one was he could hand the ball off effectively to Aaron Dumas, but defenses were ready. They stacked the box. Dumas was getting 30, 35 carries a game, right? Mm-hmm. And they were shutting him down. Franklin did that in that upset, right? Dumas had 34, 35 carries that game. They shut him down, and they made him a non-factor. But when you don't have a passing game, that's what you open yourself up to. Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, that's what happened with the Trailblazers, man. Real quick, real quick, real quick, because there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of drama out there. I think one of the the media outlets uh, put it out there that there was a COVID positive on the team. The coaches didn't know. He tested positive on Saturday after the fact, after Friday. Give me your thoughts on that and what you what what do you think uh, okay. about that whole situation, dog? So, because hey, I don't know the truth. Right. Well, no, nobody Neither does, really. of us do. And either does any of the outlets do. But let me tell you, you know, the reason why a lot of people were pissed off, why was Franklin pissed off? Because those results supposedly came in on Thursday. So supposedly the coaches knew that he was positive and he played. So that's what they supposedly said. Now, if that was true, hell yeah, I'm pissed off. In fact, that's damn near a crime because you letting somebody positive go out there and play and affect all those players. Now, if it's not true, then it's not true. Then that falls along with the other team. So I heard my, what I heard was that he was symptomatic, right? Went and got tested, but his positive result didn't come in until Saturday after the game. So, like, dog, like, come on. Like, Coach Coach Melton is a good dude, right? Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to look after his team. Yeah. He's going to look after players. I agree. I don't see him being reckless in that way, in that manner, and putting his team mm-hmm. – in jeopardy right. and putting Franklin's team in jeopardy. I completely agree. I right? completely agree. There, there's a lot of people that might say things about Coach Melton, good or bad, whatever it is. Right. But when it comes to the health and safety of his kids, nah. I think that's his yeah. utmost 
number one priority. So Absolutely. I don't think that that happened. Unfortunately, it was it was bad for Franklin, right? Because yeah. they got they got put into the fourteen uh, day quarantine. They they had Dog, to take nobody a L. knows how to do this quarantine. They had to this take is our L. first time. Yeah, they had to take sure. an L against uh, Socorro, right? Mm-hmm. Giving Socorro their first win in two decades. It seems like that's right. <laughs> hey, if you hey, want, if you want take it, a, right? Take a like, dub, take as, bad, take a dub. As, as bad as I feel for for Socorro <laughs> Bulldogs, but they got their first win in at least three or four seasons, man. And so, but you know what? Like looking back in Coach Melton's defense, man, he I don't think he was reckless in in doing that, man. It was like you know he didn't know the positive test came in Saturday after the game at play, and they had to let. Let the authorities know that that's what transpired. But yo, that is what this season has been. Yeah, man, you can't you can't blame the coaches. Like these are the circumstances that we're dealing with. Yeah, and I heard Irvin opted out of that game against Andrews because the head trainer tested positive. Not any of the players. It was the trainer. So they said, no, you know what? This isn't safe for us. This isn't safe for our program. So we're going to quarantine. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and that so wouldn't that be was safe for the other team. So yeah. that was a team. They're all my mater. We love them. We love Coach Jerry I love Ryan, them so right? much. And they got to share the district title. But that that this season worked for their advantage. This season worked for mm-hmm. their advantage because they played who to start this season off, right? Because they were the first team hit with the 14-day quarantine, right? So right. they had a two-week leeway going into their first game, and they played El Paso High. They, they played, played Hanks. Jeff, they yep. played Hanks, and they played Jefferson, and were 4-0, and oh, and that is the reason why. But just as, just as easy as flipping that schedule coming into the season, if they would have played Austin, if they would have played Burgess, mm-hmm. if they would have played Andrus to begin the season, it would have been a different outcome, right? Yeah, there's no doubt as about that. As much as we love, because they, they did. They balled out. They won the games. They should have won those games. But they have balled out, not taking anything away. From from our rockets, Jay. Right, right. You're right. back on track, right? <laughs> you know, you, you 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 fell off a little bit, but I brought I you back fall. on. I brought you back on. Anyway, but anyway. but just like we said when we started episode 19, Jay, some teams were at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Some teams were at an advantage, given the circumstances, given the quarantines, the postponements that had going on. But let's talk about some of these players that emerged. Yeah, for because sure. Because we had our top five returning players. Right, so it's funny that you say that, dog, because I think week one or week two, or it could have been uh, episode four or five. I don't, I don't remember the Dennis the- Rodman episode. Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you went to go there. But anyway, you talked about what you were excited about was players that we never heard of. Yes, players that Every were year. like, were like, hey, you know, like we talked about all the Orions and the Aaron Dumas, but what player was going to come out and be like, hey? Hey, this is my year too, dog. I'm going to stand Give out. Give me, yes, you love it because all these players hear us. They hear the hype, right? Mm-hmm. They hear what we do with 915 Showcase, right? right? With our top five, our top five returning players. They hear the the fine nine on nine overtime with KTSM, with Andy Morgan and Colin Deaver, right? Yep. And they're like... I'm better than that. And but, but we don't know and it's no no fault to us, right? right? Because they haven't had the opportunity. They haven't been given the platform yet to showcase what they can do. So give me these players. I look forward to them every year because every year there's guys that step up. Jay, give me your top couple of guys that impressed you, that exploded 
onto the scene this year in this COVID-19 2020 season. All right, so I'm going to start out at Horizon, dog. Oh, yes. Ernie Garcia, Shout man. out to Paulo Melendez, man. Yeah, and he's got a young squad, so he's he's got a grin hey, from ear out, to ear right now, Shout dog. out to Coach Franz, too. Oh, Coach, Coach, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, offensive coordinator yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Eric Franz's son, who— uh, He was like assistant coach of the week. Right? Yeah, in all of Texas, man. That's so shout out to yeah, him. Shout out to him, man. Uh, also one of our all-star coaches. So got to give him yep. love, man. Got to give him love to to Coach Franz out there at Horizon. But yeah, both but- him, the staff, and Paulo Melendez, man. Yo, this is a different Horizon team Dog, all this together. Is- Horizon this year was like... Okay, listen to all y'all teams out there. You've been whooping our ass for years. If you want this dub, it's in my back pocket, dog. Come get it. Yeah. Come get this shit. Yeah. And they balled every single game. Ernie Garcia, Jacob Quijas, these guys said, hey, we're going to put points on the board. Win or lose, we're going to put points on this board, dog. We have never, Jay, I've been, I've been in El Paso. I've been back in El Paso for five years, going on six we have never seen an offense like this from the Horizon Scorpions no. ever. No. These dudes were putting up points. Mm-hmm. They were putting up the stats and making a difference, dog. Yeah. And this was exciting to watch a Horizon this year going up against the competition and making an impact, man, and, and getting in, taking in the W's. Ernie Garcia, we Stansberry certified him mm-hmm. uh, on our last podcast, man. Kihos, another guy that's on my radar, Jay, he had an explosive game. When was it? Last week. I need to see a little bit more. Okay. Man. You know, I don't want any one-hit wonders on that Stansberry certified list. So if he can put Duh, it together. But before you, hold on, though. Hold, all right, hold all on. Right, all right. What Duh, you got? One-hit wonder dog i mean almost 300 yards passing 200 yards rushing a total of seven touchdowns dog okay that ain't no that ain't no millie vanilli dog in one game yeah in okay. one game that's dog. impressive that's impressive and we, and we gave him player of the week for 915 we showcase did. we did we all did. right we did but shout look, out to him dog i'm not hey hey no, <laughs> we ain't having no one here wonders man gotcha you I know what you. i need to see consistency mm-hmm. and that's one thing ernie has brought to this season from from week one dog you remember he was out for two ten. yeah remember he was out for two games and they actually and they actually lost those yeah, games yeah yeah he came back and racked up like a three, four, five hundred yard game, and that's that was enough for me to go yeah. ahead and lay that yeah. stamp on him, lay that Stansberry certified. But Jay, looking back, we talked so many episodes, man, and we got so much love out in the county, man. Horizon getting love. Yep, Clint, the Clint Ooh. Lions, Jay. You mean uh, District Four A chap, Clint Lions? Dog? Yes, just District Four yeah. A. You remember you picked Riverside, right? But the District Four A Clint champs, do we? to talk about that at all or are we just going to brush it so, off and do you know it because... what was so impressive about the uh, Clint Lions Go was ahead. hey shout out to the Clint Lions so nobody really put it out there I think it was coach Cardia that actually sent me hit me up on Twitter dog mm. week one mm-hmm. was ranked number one in the nation in rushing in the United States in the America. United States of um, where's my United States <laughs> if I had that proud to be American I'd play that right that now that was uh, um Hey, 600 yards rushing, 
in one game. Yeah, and it was over 13 guys that 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 yeah. were 12 13 uh, guys the touched the rock. But really Jay, it was three guys that were carrying the load for the Clinton Lions. You got Lopez, you got Rosales, and you got my man Brandon Quintana, the big Deal. boy, doing the damn thing. Had three touchdowns, 360 yards, Total, averaging yep. 4.9 yards per carry. And we saw it when we went out Dog, there for they run, Hey, they run the wishbone and they run it to the perf- dog, they run into the team. It's perfect. Yeah, they did. They did the damn thing. So, congratulations to Coach Roosevelt. Congratulations, Coach uh, Gardea. They are all coldest zone subscribers out there at Clint, and we love showing love out there to the Clint Lions. And uh, they did the damn thing, man. Back to back to back district champions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're also by district champs, too. Yeah. So shout out to Brandon Quintana. We did this little thing, Jay, on our 915 Showcase account on IG to send in your your stats uh, for the season. And Brandon was the first one to hit us up. So we wanted to show love uh, to Brandon Quintana. Hey, shout out to all the players that hit us up. There was a lot of players. That you want to get into up. that real quick? All the other players, uh, we, we got time. Let's just choose a few. Let's, let's, do like, a uh, few. let's do like three or four. All right. Let's go with, I don't know if you want to go with my dude, man. Ooh. Cause this is my guy right here. That hey, hey, I've been digging my dude since day one. Yes, man. you have. I give you credit. Let me tell dog. you, hey, I put my neck out for this dude, hey. and I said this dude's gonna be El Paso's leading rusher. You know what I'm saying? Don't my sleep homie, on me. Joel Serrano. Hey, I saw Don't him for the first me. time last in yesterday. person, dog. He's real. Hey, he's real. Uh, like Jay. I've been so impressed with Joel because he has he has that it factor, man. You know what? He's coming into the season, right? And we're talking about Aaron Dumas and we're talking about Tavoris Jones that's received all these different offers, right? And Joel Serrano, when we when I saw him run in week one, this dude runs with passion. This dude runs with heart. And to be out there at uh, Conquistador Stadium uh, last night, Jay, and to see him, like, he has such a low center of gravity, man. But he makes himself skinny when he's behind (laughs) his blockers, right? And, like, when he has his first contact... Right? He still gets another six or seven yards after that. Yeah, that's exactly what we noticed yesterday. That is a skill for Joel. And you could see, man, with his soccer background, with everything, that he had 26 carries, 185 yards, one receptions for 54 yards, two rushing touchdowns, and one receiving touchdown. Jay, you spotted him early. What do you like most about Joel Serrano from Del Valle? So, Joel, the thing about Joel that I really like, dog, is that I have this sense, and you just mentioned it right now, I have a sense he's running for a different purpose, dog. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not about the district title. It's, not about, it's nothing like about that. It's not about the rushing title. He like he goes motivation dog. He goes out and like lets it all out. Like that's his zone. His dad, Ivan Serrano and his family. Great family. I see him on Twitter. I know he's got a great family, but he lets any kind of frustration out on that defense, dog. Yeah, dog. And and I get chills just talking about him because 
he is the type of player you want to see. They, he's the type of player that you root for, right? Yes. To see him succeed and go on to the next level because he really does. He leaves it out on the field, and there's something else about him that sets him apart from all the other players in El Paso, man. There's just a different drive. There's a different motivation mm-hmm. in that in that Del Valle program, that one family, one destiny. He is running with that when he gets the rock, Yeah, dog. like he truly defines that. Yeah. He truly defines that. And shout out to his family, Ivan Serrano and his mom and all them. Hey, congratulations on a great young man. Standing um, ovation hey, for Joel Serrano uh, in his campaign this year. Listen, we saw him on the sidelines, and that's what I watch. Yeah. What is your reaction on the sidelines? Are you a trash talker? Are you right. are, are you sitting in too cocky? Hey, you right. can't touch me. Right. Dog, you know what he does when he scores a touchdown? Besides the fact that he goes and kicks the extra point, um, he gets water, he does a kickoff, um, and then he gets on the sidelines and he just chills. Like, he's like getting his mind ready for the next offense. Yeah. Like, he's not trash talking, dog. No. Nah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's good a good kid. Dude. Good kid, and that's what I dig about, um, like a guy like that. Man. Yeah. So uh, shout out to you, Joel. Thank you uh, uh, for messaging us uh, on the show, Five show. Showcase account, man. But it's it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure watching you in your senior season. I know it's not what you wanted, but you made the best of it. So congratulations to you and that district title. Show. Jay, who we got next? Let's go with Alec Marenko, linebacker slash wide receiver from Burgess. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad, Jay. We we just talked about uh, a few minutes ago. Some teams had an advantage. Some teams had a disadvantage. Burgess had the I think the biggest disadvantage going in uh through this through this season. Would you agree? I don't know about that. I think the only issue that they had, and this is just me talking, dog. I think the whole hype of Tavoris Jones got to that team. Yeah. I think so. And it's not their fault and it's not Tavoris' fault. It ain't, it, it's just, dog, once all that four-star stuff came out, and we talked about it early, it was going to be like every team was going to go out there and try to dominate them. Damn. Dominate them because of that. Oh, you missed your four-star? We'll see. And they took it out on that team. And unfortunately, sometimes you just... It just didn't work out for them. I think that was the case in that first matchup that we were we were at, right? Okay. In week one against Montwood. I right. think that was the case. But moving forward to the rest of the season, these guys, I don't think they had a back-to-back game the entire season, right? That's true, I too. think they what, – what did they finish with? Like two, two, three games? Yeah. For the season? Like there is no way. Like Tavoris Jones couldn't get in into any – type of rhythm this entire season man but talking about going back to Alec Marenko he did ball man like he, he was ball. like dog before win or loss like he took care of business first off he won the eyeball test dog. holy cow this hey. dude dog hey he is <laughs> this dude is big dog hey, you know you know the saying like look like Tarzan play like Jane yeah. He looked like Tarzan and played like Tarzan. <laughs> right. yeah. On both sides of the ball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Alec Marenko uh, in his senior season. 201 yards receiving three touchdowns, 50 tackles, two sacks, and an interception. He he is as good as advertised, right? Yeah, for he's, sure. He's going to be a great addition to UNM next year. But I feel good about him, and I like what Alec Marenko put together this year. For sure, for sure. All right, I got one more guy that I wanted to talk about. Um, he was from East Lake, 
Caleb Emery. Oh, our defensive player. Dog. Of the week. Uh, remember, when was that? Two or three weeks ago? You remember we saw him against, uh, God, who did we see him against? It was on the live stream, right? It was we on the like, live who stream. The, who the hell is that number 90, dog? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's another eyeball test, dog. Yeah. He passed it. And yeah. you know what? Surprisingly, because it's, it's one thing to be big, Jay, right? Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to actually go out on and, the field. And play big. And be an impact, right? Yeah. Yeah, and sure. Caleb Emery is definitely an impact on that defensive front for for the East Lake Falcons, for Ruben Rodriguez, 6'3". He's got to be about 2'10", 215, 220. He, he is yoke, dog. Yeah. He reminds me of my boy, hey, Andre Carter. We played in the All-American Bowl together out of high school. Did you really? He went to Cal. He played for the Niners for a long time, man. That was my boy, dog. Andre Carter was hey, a baller, dude. Hey, and his pops, yo, check this out. I know we're getting sidetracked. His pops was Hurricane Carter, a boxer, back in the day. Was it really? And he told, he used to tell me, dog. He was like, "Yo, my pops, you, he, he had me on like protein shakes back when I was like eight, nine years old, man." <laughs> and this was, hey, yo, this was like back in the late '80s, early '90s when protein shakes really wasn't out, mm-hmm. dog. Like creatine wasn't even out back then. He's probably uh, doing that eggs, like that Hulk Hogan eggs and all that. <laughs> yeah. But eggs. Caleb Emery reminds me a lot of Andre Carter, man, my boy, man. He has the stature and he backed it up with his play as a sophomore so look for him to be one of the next big recruits coming out of El Paso because he's going to go into his junior campaign next Mm -hmm. year and has another two years to develop to grow what is he going to grow into if he's that size right now Caleb Emery take advantage of your size put some time in son and you will make your mark here in El Paso. Let, let me let me give let me give a little advice, man, because I think my younger brother Don mm-hmm. fell into the hype. Okay, and I think there's a trap here in El Paso where a lot of players they feel like I'm the best in El Paso, and they walk around like they're hot shit. Right, right. You can't settle for being the best in El Paso. Right, you can't. Aaron Jones did it. Stephen Montez did it. Didn't like there's 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 just you you can't settle for that. You have to be one of the best in Texas. You have to play and compete with these guys in Dallas, in Houston, in Florida, in Pennsylvania. And I think if you have the mindset, that was the mindset I had. I wanted to be the best in the United States. I wasn't stopping at El Paso. I wasn't stopping at Texas. I wanted to be the best in the United States. And I think as a sophomore. For those sophomores that have balled out, right, Jay? Because there's a bunch of them. L.J. Martin. Yeah, a uh, whole bunch uh, of them. Caleb Emery. There's, and the list goes on and on. T.J. McDuffie from Parkland. Do not settle for being the best in El Paso. All district, all city in El Paso doesn't mean anything on the grand scheme of things, right? right. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. So Caleb Emery, keep dominating and keep driving yourself as you go into your junior season. But your sophomore campaign was definitely a great season given the circumstances with COVID. So congratulations to you and thank you for messaging us to give you a shout out on episode 19. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's move on, kind of looking back a little bit in the season. Dog, do you remember when Austin played Bel Air mm. and Will Rod was like out of control? Out of <laughs> 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 like, I don't know who pissed him off that day, 
But he ran like a madman that yeah, day. Yeah, like a maniac, dog. Yeah. But that's just Will, dog. If we, Jay, we've watched Will since his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And his sophomore year, his junior year, his senior year, he's been very consistent, man. And that's why I'm in love with him. That's why he's Stansberry certified platinum. He lays it out all on the field, man. So congratulations to Will Rod, the third for for everything he's done like they took a L right so so they were dealt some of the bad cards in this season right yeah they had some of the tougher competition uh they lost they had that loss against Andrus right mm-hmm. and you know so they're they're shoot, they were fighting for just to get a playoff spot this year yeah and like unfortunately like that was a tough game for them but will balled out yesterday dog yeah i mean and i think he got robbed for he should have got that ford built tough Player no of the doubt. week. No doubt in my 400 mind. yards, 18 tackles, five touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Eh, well, he stands very platinum certified. And you so gave him better. your game ball on uh, nine overtime. Yeah. And I got that's this tight. I got this hoodie waiting for him, too, that he going to rock that's everywhere. Tight. All right. So. All right. So let's move on a little bit. Let's move <laughs> Shout on. out to you, Will. Looking back a little bit. So, hey, just like we talked, man, our Urban Rockets, man, starting off undefeated. But it wasn't just the undefeated that I was impressed with. It was their offense that they continue to click Every single week, averaging over 40 points a game with only less than 20 players on the sidelines. A lot of people don't understand that. Yes, you only need like 11 to get out there and ball. But usually teams, what, 35, 50 deep at, at least, times? At least. And you look at Irvin and it's like, dude, like, what are they going to do? But they're going out there saying, all I need is 11, dog. Old school. All I need is 11 to go out there and ball on that possession. They're taking one play and one game at a time. That's that Tony Shaw mantra. Yeah. That hovers yeah. over that school. That hovers over Joe, Joe Urias, man. And with John Newton, with Joe Gomez, with Martin out there, with Jeremiah Israel, dog, they pulled it together, man. And for seniors, like, look. They didn't pick these circumstances. They took advantage of whatever was presented in front of them, and they did the damn thing, man. They won the, those games, going yeah. 4-0. So they deserve, in that respect, they deserve a share of that district title, man. So shout out to our alma mater. Shout out to our boys. Shout out to Joe Urias and the Irvin Rockets for doing the damn thing through this COVID season. Hey, how crazy was it for Hanks to come out and not have their starting quarterback, Aaron Molina. Dog, I feel like it was like two or three weeks before we even realized that Aaron Molina wasn't, wasn't even on the playing. field. Like, and I think it was something like with his elbow, because we know he we knew he was a baseball guy, right? Yeah. Uh but that he signed still, with Odessa Permian Basin somewhere. Yeah, he's he, yeah. he going on hey, to the hey, next level. And congratulations to yeah. him. Yeah. If that's but, what works out for him, then shout out to Aaron Molina. But man. Did, did Hanks really miss Molina, because the quarterback that they had was throwing the rock, dog. Oh, that's right. Luis Rivera, man. The he dude was, was throwing four, 500 yards a he game. He was putting up the yards. Right. They just couldn't You're play right. any defense. And I think that's uh, – so it, it wasn't Aaron Molina. Yes, absolutely, they missed him. But the next guy up stepped up, and he was throwing the ball right. downfield effectively. They were putting up points, right? They just couldn't play defense. They couldn't stop anybody that they were going up against. And how about the comeback kid in Franklin, man? Devin Clark last year got hurt. He came back this year and played on the field for like 48 straight minutes, dog. Kickoff return, 
uh, punt return, running back, wide receiver. This dude did it all for Franklin and said, not on my watch. Uh, Devin Clark was the brightest star on the west side of town this year. Right. No doubt about it, man. He does it all. And, Jay, it it didn't take any time, right? Like I I talked about last year, before he got injured, he was on my radar. He was on my list, right? And then he picked up where he left off, man. I mean, he was getting interceptions, taking him to the house. He was getting kick returns and pump returns, taking him to the house. Dude, I was so He was catching the ball from Bird, from, from Smith. Taking it to the house. He was doing everything he could to help this Franklin Cougar team. And Franklin kind of stumbled early on, right? Mm-hmm. But now as we see it after week 10, Jay, with everything that 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 with all the cards on the table now, Franklin has clinched the playoff spot. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. As Let's crazy go. as this year has been, yeah. Franklin has made the playoffs. Cameron Bird is at the at the helm at quarterback position, right? Mm-hmm. Steven Powers, Jay, and we'll let's get into this because I want to talk about this, man, because okay. there's so many different Iron Man guys that have stepped up here in El Paso this year with these circumstances, right? They don't have the numbers. If if I'm the best athlete on the team, you gotta go both ways, right? Right. And Steven Powers is definitely one of those guys. But getting back uh, to my man, Devin Clark deserves all the recognition, man. He is definitely going to be an all-star in this season, man. He has done more than enough to put his name on the line. And college coaches out there, if you need somebody that can do it all, Devin Clark is your guy. For sure, man. Shout out to Devin Clark and the Franklin Cougars. And also, hey, so do you remember like midseason it got really bad here in El Paso with COVID, right? Yeah. So we we're like... Numbers started spiking. Yeah, they started spiking, going into the thousands. So we were like, hey, let's shut down. Let's shut down. And not only did we shut down, but a few districts shut down. And there were some that didn't shut down, right? Yeah, right. And shout out to the ones that didn't. I mean, if 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 that was what you chose to do... Then that's what you chose to do. I mean, well, I mean, some, let's, some yeah, have yeah. different opinions on that. Well, I mean, why? Let's, I mean, let's let's address the elephant in the room. It was YASD that decided that they were going to continue to play. Okay, and the reason that they continue to play was because they had the rapid testing available to them, mm-hmm. right? And the other districts didn't. So kudos to them. Like I think with given given those tests, right? They could test the kids right before and know and know if they're positive or not, and and let them play or not. Not let them play, uh, but YASD did it. And Jay, let's go back out to the lower valley, man. Let's go out to the reservation, though. Ooh. We ain't been out to the reservation, I think, since Ruben Torres was head coach out there, <laughs> right? But there was some noise going hey, on. Let man. me tell you about my dude out there. Hey, and let's give a quick shout out to Julio Aguilar, man. Julio Aguilar, Eastwood alum, but yeah. he got a little nephew that we've been paying attention to out at the reservation. Javier De La Rosa, ah, you are certified six. Ooh. Games, 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. Jay, did you hear that? Six games, 1,100 yards, doing a damn thing. I think he had five touchdowns last night. Dog, he has uh, back-to-back 
300 yards, five touchdowns. The young man has done a phenomenal job this year, and that's why Isleta is in the playoffs this year. But if I'm not mistaken, because I heard it a little bit what you said, dog, okay. and I'm not sure if I heard it right, but huh? he's well-deserved. You're telling me in six games, 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns? It's time. You. I saw how you slipped it in there, but I'm not going to let it go, dog. You have to certify my dude. You all stands very certified. I have no problem recommending you to my friends, to my coaches at the next level. You deserve that chance. You deserve that platform with what you have done on the field. They cannot stop you. Javier De La Rosa, congratulations, young man. I know you put that work in in the offseason, and it paid off. So continue to grind. And we are recognizing you today in episode 19 welcome to the stansbury certified team shut it like me because i'm certified <laughs> hey well deserved man javier de la rosa congratulations to you man you have a great team but congratulations to you on carrying that team into the playoffs man doing so, it all man hey but speaking of playoffs man how about the 258 champs man the parkland matadors but shout out to jacarius lewis dog we we didn't give parkland any respect Coming into this season. Well, we knew that Coach Frost you know, was going to earn his money this year, right? Right. He had, Yeah, he had to put together a team. Mm-hmm. He had to put the guys in the right spots, in the right places, right? Because even Jacarius Lewis last year was playing DB for the Matadors. But we didn't give Parkland any respect coming in, at least leading into the season, right? Mm-hmm. And they took an L in week one. And... That kind of went along with everything that we had talked about with the Yeah, Parkland but shout Matter out Rush. to that whole staff, right? And said, listen, this is what we have, and this is how we're going to succeed. Dog, there's three. I, I can think of three teams okay. that were consistent, the most consistent this entire season. Okay. And Parkland is at the top of that list, man. Coach France and that staff, these players, Jacarius Lewis, Dwayne Ford, all these guys. They put it together, man. And when they came out there on Friday night, on Thursday night, on Wednesday night, on Saturday morning, whenever they they had to go out there to play, they brought their best game forward, man. And they lost that week one matchup, but they haven't lost yet, man. And they were district championships. Jay, Jay, back to back to back district championships at the park, man. And that's one stadium, man, that we really miss going to, man, because that was one of our favorite yeah. favorite Hell games yeah. to go to, man. You know when Dr. Hansen was there, he was principal, and, uh, you know, Franz was taking over, man. Yo, that was like a party. It's called the park. Back in the Northeast, man. We gotta go man. back to the park next year, And we year, missed man. that, but shout out to uh, Jacarius Lewis, man. He really grew in to that quarterback position. Yeah. And he had help, man. He had Barton. He had Dwayne Ford. He had a squad, and he utilized them to the best way possible. And that's why I say give a big shout-out to Coach Franz and that staff, dog. They did a phenomenal job saying, hey, we got a whoop in that first game because we played the best team in El Paso. But you know what? We're not bad either. 
Uh, we're not bad either. And they, dog, they got back up on that saddle and said, let's ride. I'm most impressed with their, that championship uh, energy within that program was still there this year, man. And they made it happen. Shout out to Tyrone McDuffie as well, man. He keeps sending me his huddle accounts, dog. And he continues to get better and better every week, pancaking guys and finishing his blocks. But shout out to uh, the Parkland Matadors, the king. They are the king, right? Would yeah. you say that? Of the Northeast? They are running shop, dog. Yeah. There's no doubt about no that. No doubt about Congratulations it. Congratulations to the Parkland Matadors on district champs, district titles. I, I I don't know how to keep expressing that, that, you know, he didn't have Dion Hankins. He didn't have Gabe Hedetta. He didn't have all those guys. He made and he gave confidence. He did what a coach does. He made Jacarius Lewis say, listen, you're good enough to win this year, no matter who comes in front of you. And that's what Jacarius did this year. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. When you have those guys, when you have those two-star, those three-star guys on your team, right, they make you a better coach, right? But when you don't and you have to rally your players and get them to buy in and to believe in themselves, man, that really shows how good a coach Eric Franz is, man. So shout-out to him again, man. We want to give you that love. Shout-out to the Parkland Matadors. Congratulations on that district championship. Gio! For sure. So let's look into week nine. Was it week nine that Franklin took on Americas? Yeah. So remember, up in, no, it was week eight. So up until then, Americas was still ranked number one in that district. In 6A, yes. Yeah. So when Franklin took on Americas, they had their boy coming back, right? They had Moreno at tight end. He came back and was the big difference maker, along with a few players on their team that were healthy. Moreno, for me, was the missing link, right? They needed uh, Moreno to come back. He's their big tight end, right? Big D1-looking tight end, right? Yeah, big kid. And, and I think he was out with a collarbone to begin the season. But as soon as he was cleared to play is when Franklin started winning, right? Mm-hmm. Cameron Bird looked a little more comfortable at the quarterback position, right? They were getting the ball downfield. Steven Powers was embracing his duties on both offense and defense, moving the ball downfield, making those tackles, man. This this blew my mind, Jay. When when this game happened, yeah, and Franklin, because going in like in what we were watching this game right on the live stream, and I said there ain't no way Franklin is in this game. Dumas must have got hurt. Something's going on, right? And when right. the stats came out at the end of the game, my man Dumas had 34, 35 carries. Yeah. So he, I mean, he played. He got hey, Franklin. He, Franklin he touched the rock. Dog. Franklin shut him down. Mm-hmm. I shut him down. Shut him, shut him down. I shut him what? Shut, shut him down. down. Shut him, shut him down. I shut him what? Shut him down. Shut him, shut him. But, but, I mean, <laughs> but it wasn't just that. It was the fact that Franklin was able to execute on offense. They were able to put points on the board and compete and win. They got that confidence and they won. That was a big game for the Franklin Cougars over the America's Trailblazers. That Shout game. out to Coach Walker. Shout out to that staff. Shout out to Ruben Torres, the OC there at Franklin. Shout out to the DC there for putting. That was that was the biggest upset of the season, yeah. no doubt. Week one to week ten, Franklin taking down America's the top dog. Mm-hmm. Franklin getting into playoffs. Is America in the playoffs? They're not in the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't make. So remember how you had them at number one? And I said, 
Dog, they're not going to be number one. Oh, you're stupid. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> Just listen to me every once in a while, dog. Uh, right. Hey, but shout out to all the teams that have made it. Okay. Uh, hey, I'll give you that hey, one, hey, I'll hey, give you that one. America's is a great team. Um, they have a lot of great players, and they have dominated that 6A for the last few years. So they have a good squad. Don't don't count them out next year. Don't sleep on me. You know what I'm saying? Don't hey, sleep on me. but before we go, dog, you know, what we you just – we just sat here and recapped 10 weeks. Dog, that um, was a lot, man. We going at, woo, yeah, recording-wise, man. Dog, we're at 57 <laughs> minutes. So, hey, so we went back. but Yeah, but that's fine, though, because this is, this is, I mean, this is. We had a lot end. to talk about. Exactly. But before we go and cut into break and talk about what's going to happen with the combine and the playoffs, some Ironman players that we saw that just stood out to us, dog. Yes, dude. Who comes to mind when, like, when I say that, dog? So, so, so I alluded to this earlier on, and and I'm glad that we're talking about it now, because with the circumstances of COVID, you know, we found Jay throughout this season there was parents pulling their kids mm-hmm. uh, from from playing football this year, right? So it left these schools, these teams with a limited roster, right? Right. And so it forced some of these guys, right, that mm-hmm. some of these big-time names, some of these big-time players to go both ways. You know, I think of Stephen Powers, right? Right. Uh, he's a guy that uh, I know Coach Walker would want him on, on defense exclusively if they had a running game, but they didn't have a running game, uh, so he's been going both ways and and doing a damn good job for the Franklin Cougars. I think of Will Rodriguez. You know, Will Rodriguez, he's a guy that he's gone both ways yeah. since he's been in, on varsity football. If you ever want to play for Austin, you better get ready. Yeah, so Will Rodriguez, yeah. he is like the king of, of Ironman. But then, you know, we're going back to Franklin, Devin Clark. He does it all on yeah. offense, on defense. He's playing DB, on special teams. And then Alec Marenko, another one of our Stansbury certified guys dude okay like playing receiver going into this season i would have never thought that element will be catching balls downfield no, <laughs> but he's holding it down at, mm-hmm. at linebacker and like what what did he have three touchdowns we talked about it before yeah. three touchdowns yeah. this year over 300 yards uh in receptions jay those are the those are the guys that stand out to we could have an iron man team with so many guys that have been going both ways, is there? Am I leaving anybody else? Anybody that have, that has caught your eye? You know, now that you say that, man, we could probably get something up up and going, man, like an Iron Man team. I think we need to put something out. Right. But yes, there's a few other guys that are on my list. I think of like a Joe Gomez. I think of a yes. Joe Gomez from Irvin. You know, two three hundred yards rushing. Over 40, 45 tackles. The young man has done a great job. Like I mentioned, Irvin comes in. With less than 25 players yeah. on the sideline, you have no choice but to play both yeah. ways, right? Half of that team is going both ways. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're making it happen on both sides and putting numbers up, you're, hey. You need that recognition. Yeah. Sure. So shout out to Joe Gomez, another one of the our Stansberry guy, certified guys. So there's two other guys. One other guy that we noticed yesterday, mm. Isaiah Rudison. Plays running back for El Dorado. And yesterday, so being a running back, right? Mm -hmm. Being a former running back, Mm -hmm. well, I could probably still play a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. Joel, you you gave me a lot of confidence yesterday, Mm -hmm. dog. You made me want to think about putting on some 
Nah. nah, maybe a little bit. Maybe nah. some other time. But anyway, you be a good center right now. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> and you be my guard right next to me. I'll be, no, I'll be a left tackle, dog. I got that. I got that kickback. <laughs> anyway, let me get into it. Isaiah Rudison, dog. If I'm not mistaken, great he, choice. We saw him play middle linebacker, and when he was making these tackles, and he caused a great fumble on Joel right before Joel got in the end zone. But it was like running back versus running back, dog. It was great competition for both of them. And, dog, right when he was done on defense, he got back on offense. You're absolutely right, man. I was very impressed. If there was a shining light on yes. on the El Dorado Aztec team last night in that loss, in that district title loss to to Del Valle, it was Isaiah Rudison, man. Yep. He, was, he was all over the field on both sides of the ball. And definitely somebody, you know, Jay, like I have an eye. I can see talent both. Both of us, you know, when right. we're watching these games, we see guys uh, that are excelling, man, that are that are that separate uh, themselves. Yeah, they're separating themselves. And right. Isaiah Rudison definitely on both sides of the ball. Chris Harris, Chris Harris, Carmela's card on, on El Dorado. Chris Harris for me, dude. He's he's another guy both ways that could be on that list yeah, on defense, sure. right? He had I think he had a pick yesterday on offense. Uh, he's catching the ball downfield. Uh, it's just unfortunate for them that uh, uh, Quincy Estrada went out with an injury, and that just threw a wrench in in that passing game. And and it was Del Valle's game for sure uh, to win after that. So my number one guy, and I he's Mister Ironman of all Ironmans. When you go back. Okay. And you rush for close to a thousand yards. Okay. You know, and if you're the leading rusher in your team. Okay. And when you're done scoring a touchdown, okay. you kick the extra point. Okay. Then you do the kickoff. Okay. And then if it's on kickoff, you're making tackles. Okay. My homie, Joel Serrano. And I talk about the dude, but because you know what? He deserves to be talked about, dog. Because there's not that many kids that you're going to talk about this, hey. that he plays like this. Hey. And if they wanted him to play linebacker, hey. I guarantee you he'd be out there at linebacker. Joel Serrano, Mr. Iron hey, no, for me. Yeah, no doubt. Great choice, Jay. Yeah. Can you imagine him and uh, Tommy Calderon uh, next to each other? Hey, Tommy Calderon Damn. is a little beast, dog. I see that dude out there. I, said, I didn't know how short he was. And then he got to playing. Dog, I don't even see his height no more. Hey, his game out. played for that. Hey, hold up real quick. I know I'm sidetracking a little bit, but no, Joel Serrano, great pick. Right. But we were at that Del Valle game, Sebastian Villalobos, number 40. <laughs> this dude was doing the damn yeah, thing, he caught man. some good air, yeah. yeah. And, you know, before we leave that, Jay, because, I mean, I was really I was really overtaken, man, by Eddie Sigala, his story, man, losing his father, losing yeah. his uncle to, sure. to COVID and everything. And, and uh, if I knew that going going into this game, man, because I had picked El Dorado to win this game. If I knew that going into this game, yeah, like to play with that type of emotion, yeah, to play with that type of energy, man, Eddie Sagala, man, he, I mean, he's just, he deserves my game ball for him and his effort, man. But it wasn't just him, man. He talked about it last night on nine overtime when Colin interviewed him and like he's, he was out there with his brothers, man. And his brothers were hurting the same as he was. And, and they both, they went out there last night playing with that emotion. And, and there was no way they were going to lose that district championship. El Dorado didn't have a chance. So my hats off to, to Eddie Sigala, the Sigala family to the entire Del Valle team and program and congratulations no doubt on your district title yeah for sure man i mean you know that was tough 
that was tough for them. Shout out to Coach Contreras for going out there saying, "Hey, this is this is for your family." Yeah, and we're all we're all here for you. We will always be here for you. We are sitting here and we're like rooting for you. So they did a great job. Um, and pulling off that victory over over El Dorado yesterday. You know what, Jay? We we really haven't been out, and you know, last night we were out at Del Valle, but I think they're playing Lubbock Monterey here in El Paso at Del Valle. Let's let's try to get out there uh, to that game, and and for let's, sure. let's just let's support Del Valle, one family, one destiny. For sure, for sure. All right, man, and that's gonna wrap it up for our <laughs> look back, man. Damn, I mean, that was I know. a long as warm up. <laughs> hey, we took it back a little bit, but you know what, man? Thank you to everybody, man. It's been a minute. Hey. Thank you for everyone we for had supporting a lot to us. Talk about. We had to go back and recap all ten weeks. We had to go back. We had man. to, man. It was the end of district uh, district play. So, Jay, you know, I'm glad we're here. We're back. We're at 9,000 downloads. Let's go. For the coldest zone. I'm talking to you, El Paso, El Chuco. Help us get to 10,000. Tell your friends, tell your family, download and subscribe to the coldest zone. This is episode 19, the warm up. Let's get it to you. Blues that be always trying to bag with the shag and karate shit. Saying you can tell the ballers cause they fell wearing gazelles. If they really had money raised, we sport me case. And all the girls had they Turkish link. If it broke, then they made earrings to it. Like they meant to do it. But sometimes I still sit and reminisce then. Think about the years I was raised. Back in the days, back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. That never gets old, Jay. Hell no, man. Hey, let's go into, we haven't done this in a while, our 915 showcase segment. Yeah, because we got a lot uh, going on behind the scenes, right? And this last week uh, on Wednesday, our executive director, the Godfather, the Rick Godfather, put out a message. Uh, hey, is he ever going to come on our show? Yeah, I've I've invited him multiple (laughs) times, man. But, uh, you know, he's back and forth from our offices in Houston to here. So we got to catch him on the right on the right weekend. But big news going out on Wednesday this last week. We put out that we are trying to put on uh, the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Combine, right? Because yeah. when, like, it's still up in the air, the All-Star Game, you know, we got the, the the Combine. There's so many different components that encompass the 915 Showcase, right? The, the, the Mentor Day, we got, you know, all the different disciplines that you see at a normal, at a normal, let me stress that, at a normal Friday night, uh, high school football game. It's the band. It's the cheerleaders. It's the dance team. It's the choir. The trainers. The trainers. The JROTC. Yep. The mascots. Everybody. The 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 sports media. The journalism students. It's everybody that's involved. That is what 
the 915 showcase is right yep and you know it's it's no secret that you know this year has been different right mm-hmm. and the the circumstances that are in front of us are going to make it very difficult so Rick and I we we we've been meeting Jay all of us and uh, we're we're holding a, a virtual press conference on uh, Tuesday this week, right mm-hmm. uh, at two o'clock, and we're going to make a few announcements. But one thing that is certain, mm-hmm. one thing in that is certain is because a lot of what the nine one five showcase represents is a celebration. When I, when I came back to El Paso and I sat down with Rick and and he named me director of operations, I wanted to make this like El Paso's Pro Bowl. For our kids to celebrate them because we're we're so isolated from everybody else in Texas. And I wanted to I wanted to build this game up in a way we had the quarterback challenge. We got the draft that yeah. we did. Jay, that was your idea, really. Hey, hey. <laughs> what, a, what a great idea. So, so many like all of our ideas. And that's what I love about Rick is he lets us freestyle. He lets us. Whatever we can dream up, we put into motion and Mm -hmm. we put together to celebrate these kids for all their work, all their efforts that they do. And it's not just the football players. Like I said, that's what the 915 Showcase has grown to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But our biggest impact in this community is the the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Combine. And uh, the Combine obviously is different in, in the fact that Javier Loya, who is co-owner of the Houston, Texas, first minority owner of an NFL franchise team, somebody that I've known for, for many years, and he is near and dear to El Paso. He's a Burgess graduate and he finances the combine only. So we bring in last year, we had about 60 different colleges, right? A little bit under 70 different colleges that, that came into El Paso and these colleges, they're not division one colleges. So, so if you're thinking like D one schools are coming in, that's not the case. It's division two. It's division three. It's NAIA schools. And these schools don't have any kind of budgets to ever come out to El Paso. Right. Right. They couldn't fly here on their dime to come out here and see our kids. So Javier Loyo, this is, I think, our ninth year uh, doing the combine, said, look, I will finance and I will pay for these college coaches to come here. Mm-hmm. And these colleges come from all over, all over the United States. I'm talking about from Pennsylvania to Washington State and everything in between. They fly here. We pay for them. Javier Lawyer puts up the money and we fly these college coaches here to El Paso. We pay for their flights. We pay for their hotel to stay here. And they come here to recruit our kids. Mm-hmm. And... This is, we average over a million dollars every year. Every year. Jay, I will go so much to say, like, before the combine, like, these college these college coaches would come into town and they would recruit these kids, right? And they would, they would, they would put on their best pitch mm-hmm. to these kids to get them out there, to wherever their college was. Right. But now the competition that has breeded because of the combine. These college recruiters are now recruiting these guys in season. 
So we have this campaign running around. We need at least 150 kids to sign up. 150 seniors. We're opening it up to all El Paso. We're opening it up to the Midland, the Permian Basin. Yeah, so that's to, new, right? To Las Cruces. Yeah. yeah. If if you want to come in, we got 30 college coaches that have committed to coming to El Paso yes. on January 23rd. But we need 150 seniors registered by December, December 11th. By December 11th. Yep. We're going to put it on, and we've talked about it. We're going to move it out to Clint. Yes. Clint High School has a beautiful facility that we could put all the college coaches because a lot of these colleges bring their whole admissions departments yep. here. Because they will sign you. Yeah. They will sign you, you up right yeah. now, right on the spot. Yes. Yes. So we want that. We want that and we bring that, but you guys have to sign up. We're recording this on Saturday, December 5th. We, we're at about 100 registrations. So go to 915showcase.com, register. If you're a senior, it's open to all seniors in this region. It's open up to everybody. Sign up and register. Let's get this combine going. Everything else, we'll make an announcement on Tuesday this week. Yep. December 8th for our press conference. We'll talk about the combine. We'll talk about the all-star game. One we'll also thing, talk about the draft as well. We'll talk about the draft, Jay, because let's, let's give something to our coldest own subscribers, our okay. listeners, regardless what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Whether we have a game or we don't, mm-hmm. right? It's not looking good. No. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. The Sumbo game got yeah, canceled. Yeah, the Sumbo. The Sumbo just canceled their game. Yeah. I mean, that's not, dog, we're looking at 80 some plus years in a row. The Sumble game is one of the most longest running college football. The second longest running. The second longest. To the uh, Rose Bowl. College football games, which, you know, quick fact, Jay, I played in both. (laughs) That's true. That's true. The Rose Bowl game and the Sumble game. But they canceled their game, Jay. And, you know, so we're going to make our announcement on uh, this Tuesday, right? We're going to drop this uh, podcast on Monday. We'll have our our virtual press conference on Tuesday. You know, it's not likely, but I want to give something to our Coldest Zone subscribers, right? Because they've been with us from the beginning. 9,000 downloads and subscribes. It's not looking good. But, Jay, what uh, we've talked about with the Godfather, with uh, Rick Hernandez, is whether we have a game or not, we're going to move forward with recognizing yes. the all-stars here in the Sun City, here in the 915, here in El Paso. So we are going to do, at the very minimum, at the very least, a virtual draft and recognize these seniors that have balled out, that have laid it out on the line. We're going to recognize them, and we're working with Joseph Vasquez and Jose Juarez with BSN Sports. We're going to put together something nice, dog. We're going to have a nice oh, little yeah. all-star pass package yeah. uh, that we come together man whether it's a hoodie uh, a hat a jersey i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do we're gonna put together something creative mm-hmm. something tight something legit that these guys can walk away with and say yo like yo 
COVID-19 was here. I was an all-star. I balled out and I was recognized, man. So for the 92 kids that get recognized, we're going to do the damn thing. For sure, for sure, man. Hey, so let's go ahead and get into the 915 Showcase Playoff Edition. Ow! So we all know who made the playoffs. Let's just go ahead and go down the list. So this is what we got as of today, December 5th. If anything else changes, we will um, update. The this is all zone. you, dog. So take it run, take right. it and roll, dog. So let's start off with Isleta taking on Burgess. Isleta taking on Burgess. Javier De La Rosa, we just shot him out, man. He's going to have to take on Alec Marenko. And that Burgess defense. Now, the question is, does he sled have defense for Tavares Burgess Mustangs? We love Javier De La Rosa. Yeah. And the Sleda Indians, the reservation. Going up against Burgess, Tavares Jones, Alec Marenko. Okay. Neil Rutledge. We doing picks or what? You want to do a little picks for like the uh, what, what do we got here? I got Burgess. We got we got two home games. I no, got, we got three. Burgess. We got Write three. it down. Okay. Tweet it. Instagram <laughs> man. Whatever you want. I got Burgess. Oh. I'm rolling whoa, with Tavares Jones. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before we get into like recapping, everything. don't tell me you're gonna come with all the hieroglyphics and everything else. Let me else, tell dog. you. Real quick on where everybody stands. So Where's before my... we started this season. Oh, the I'm Ruth kinda, Chris. Is Ruth yeah. Chris open, dog? It's going to be open. And let me tell you who's <laughs> going to be able to enjoy that steak, son. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know so, who's going to be hey. there because I'm paying for it. <laughs> hey, so we got Prep One. We have Be the Best, Jimmy McClain. We have Robert Godinez, Joseph Iglesias, the coach. We had Ed and myself. We all got together. We said, hey, we all know El Paso High School football. How about we? do a little little pick every week right yeah and on the showcase every week we said hey let's let's go to the panel okay let's go to the panel let's okay. see what the panel got hey well let's see who came out on top okay after so we're kind of so we're done so after yes we're done okay. after 10 weeks we're not finished yet after 10 weeks of selecting let me start from the bottom up man and last place, unfortunately, is the coach. So, hey, just because you a coach don't mean you know everything. Hey, he was strong, though. He started off strong. It's, hey, like he you said. Off. Hey, like you said, it's not how you start, son. It's you know what I mean? Finish. It's how you finish. And then last place is the coach. But who cares who's in between? Because we need to know who's the champ, baby. Who's you know the what top I'm dog? We got to know who the champ. Because the champion of all this right here. <laughs> It's your boy, Jay Flo. You are the champion. The you oh, are the, you know what I mean? Cause you are the champion. Come on. Hey. And I know, and I know, and I know. You know I'm in a million. Hey, hey. congratulations, hey. Jason Flores. We're going to Ruth Chris. Let's go. Hey, hey. Shout out to Common King. Let's go. For the track. Tell me somebody. Hey, uh. All right. So, Ooh, that's my jam, dog. dog. Hey, so, 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 anyway, I'm going to take you. I'm yes. going to take, this is going to be me and you. First off, I just want to congratulate uh, everybody Thank else everybody. that's a loser. 
place? Was I second? Don't know. Not even worried about it. Who who worries about second? If, if you're, you're not first, first you're last, last baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your boy James Flo came through with 20 points. Last place was 14. Who cares about everybody else? Damn. Hey, I feel bad for the panel. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mean to put it on, y'all, because I knew who was going to come out on top. Where did Prep One finish? In second. Oh, Jesse mm-hmm. was second, huh? Yep. All right, and Jimmy Mack? Third. Yep. And where did I finish at? Third, fourth? I don't know. I don't no, even know. It's time for third. Okay. I don't even That's know. respectable. I don't even know. That's respectable. I don't even know, but all I know, dog, is I came through. But anyway, hey, all right, well, let's get I know back. I'm paying for that thing, so yeah. I'll so be I'm, there. You know, I'll get my Ruth Chris, too. <laughs> like, I'm a champion. <laughs> One and a million. Let's get back to the 915 Showcase. Showcase. Playoff edition. East Let us take it on Burgess. It's going to be a great game. You're taking Burgess? I'm going Burgess. <sighs> Anyway, uh, I'll take the East Led Indians. All right. Okay. And my boy, Javier De La Rosa. I'm going Burgess. All I'm right. going to Voris Jones, Alec Marenko, Mauso. All right. So the other game that's here in town is Ganathiel's taking on Andrus. Mm. What a good matchup, dog. I'm going Ganathiel. I'm going Ganathiel as well. Yeah. All right. How about El Dorado's taking on Amarillo? I'm going Amarillo with this. You know, we want to recruit. Do you want to know why we're going with Amarillo? It's because Quincy, remember, Quincy got hurt yesterday. What was that injury? He went down. He, like, fell weird, right? Like, so, like, did he? Hopefully he's good. I saw him on the sideline. or something like that? No. I don't think it was concussion. But that offense wasn't nearly what it was, what we've seen all season. So, uh, I'm going with Amarillo. Eldorado had a great season. I'm going Amarillo here. All right. How about Del Valle? They're taking on Lubbock Monterey. Hey, dog. DV, let's go. One family, one destiny. I'm all for it. Let's go. Franklin's taking on Mojo. Odessa Permian, man. Hey, I love Coach Walker. I love Best Steven. of luck to you guys. <laughs> but Odessa's strong this year. We going with Mojo. Really we going with Mojo, yeah. dog. Hey, we hey, going with the Permian here. It is what it is. East Lake, they're home. They're taking on San Angeles Central. I like my. I like East Lake on this, man. Hey. Coach Ruben Rod is going to have these guys ready. And Orion Olivas is our number one guy in this city. He's hey. our number one playmaker. Okay, but what happened today against Pebble Hills? It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Okay. Call it what you want. East Lake is going to be ready for San Angelo. I'm rolling with Orion. I'm rolling with Bloss. I'm rolling with the Let's whole East yeah. Lake Falcon crew. Let's go, Falcon. Let's go. All right. Mountwood. The Rams are taking on Midland Lee and Mikey Serrano. Mm, Midland Lee. Yeah, Midland Lee. I don't like what I've seen from Mountwood since about three weeks ago, dog. Like, they just lost it. Damn. They don't have that that drive. They don't have that momentum. They don't have that vibe. Going all the way back to earlier in this um, episode, you, you have mentioned some teams benefit, some teams didn't. Mountwood did it. Mountwood has lost those that, breaks. That have, momentum. Yes. They've heard exactly. Them. So I'm going Lee. All right. The last game I got is Eastwood. They're taking on Abilene High at Fort Stockton's. But, uh, dog, you know what? I'm going to go with Eastwood. I'm going with the Troopers on this. I Holy, like this. Julio Lopez, like, like these guys are, they, they have been 
prepared every year. They go up against these guys from out of town, right? Mm -hmm. These big schools. We saw it last year going into this season. So Eastwood, they have that threat. They have a good enough defense. Andrew Martinez is throwing the ball downfield effectively, right? They got they got a game under their belt. They won it. Yeah. They came out victorious, right? They got that momentum going into this game against Abilene at Fort Stockton. So I'm going El Paso, dog. I'm going Julio Lopez with the Jordan uniforms. I'm Let's going Eastwood. Go. Let's get it done, fellas. For sure. All right. So that's all the games. But before we end this show, man, I do want to shout out to all the district champs, man. 6A Eastwood. It looks like Eastwood and Eastlake are co-champs. Yeah. All right. And 6A. then out in 2-5A, we got Parkland, man. They beat Gonathiel yesterday. Big victory for uh, Jacarius Lewis, Coach France, and that whole squad out in Northeast. Congratulations, Coach France and the Parkland Matadors. And 1-5A, uh, we had uh, Del Valle, man. They dominated that, that whole district. They took it to El Dorado. Hey, shout out to Coach Rudy Contreras. Del Valle has been one of the most consistent teams, Jay. We talked about it earlier in the podcast. Del Valle has been one of the most consistent teams from week one to week 10 with Joel Serrano, with Eddie Sigala, with Tommy Calderon. All of those guys, they have been the most consistent. So I like them. I like them. like them. And that's why I'm picking them. Hey, you know what? Shout out to Coach Contreras again, man. Let me tell you, what we noticed yesterday with that Del Valle team is that whole team is on the same page. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, oh, like, it's like yes. if you were going to have a barbecue and you got all the ingredients and all you had to do at the end was cook, that's what they do on Friday. They get prepared perfectly during the week. And, and when like, they went everybody out there, brings a little something, dog, man. They everybody bring Everybody was ready. You know, they bring the drinks. They bring the appetizers. Nobody has to go everything. to the store for nothing, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Coach shout out to Biden. One family, one destiny. Yes, Contreras yes. is doing a damn hey, thing out there. We were very impressed as salute. a group. We were very impressed. Salute. With salute. The salute. Salute. All right, in District 15A as well. Hey, we got a three-way champs, right? We got Burgess, Andres, and Irvin, baby. We're bringing the, dun, the dun, golden. Dun. Dun, 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 hey, dun, dun. we're bringing the golden ball dun, back, dun, baby. Dun. Whether they like it or not, they're however, that hey, however they got there, they're there. Hey, hey. Shout out to Coach Urias and his staff. They did a great job. Yeah, shout year. out to Burgess. Shout out to Andres, yep, Coach Woodruff. Sure. All right, and we can't forget, man, about another team that was very successful through the year, stayed consistent, and did what they had to do, man. Uh, District 4A champs, the Clinton Lions. Man. Uh, Roseville Martinez. Yes. Coach Garday, Tim White, the head trainer, keeping them guys yeah, yeah. healthy. You know what all them dudes are, man. Let me tell you what all them in. players are, put man. Put Congratulations to all those district champions, man. Uh, they are champions at heart, yeah. and nobody could take it away. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boys, Common Kings. You Let's are go. the champions. And this is episode 19 of The Coldest Zone. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for downloading and subscribing. This is Ed Stansberry and Jason Flores. Don't keep us a secret. Let's get to 10,000. 10,000 downloads. Yo, Gio. Only one day when I'm wrong Waking me up when I'm all 
Champion, you're my number one. 